0: My name's Joel Rhodes, host of Lone Star Dry Goods Podcast. We take great pride in our shop and the goods we've curated throughout our journey. Our goal is to shine a light on the dedication, creativity, and resiliency of our makers and the roads they've traveled. Lone Star Dry Goods Podcast was created to highlight the Lone Star way of life and bring our makers out of the shadows. Now it's time to sit back, relax, and pop a top on an ice-cold shiner beer, you know, Lone Star style. My guest today is an angler, avid outdoorsman, conservationist, doer of good, friend of the friendless, and founder of Fatties on the Fly. When he's not working the banks of a Texas river or tying flies, you can find him in Granbury, Texas, living life to his fullest with his wife and pets. Join us as we dive into river flows, smoked trout dip, and good old Texas fly fishing.
1: What you got? Oh, the music took a turn. Hmm. Such is life.
0: Ben Tabor, how the hell are you?
1: I'm good, how are you?
0: I'm very well, thank you. So, how about that rain?
1: Oh man, we needed that bad, bad.
0: You know, when it rolled in, it was one of those that kind of happened for a minute out in Willow Park, mm-hmm. and then it didn't, and then it really did. Mm-hmm. And it was nice, I mean, it was a gully washer. I was mm-hmm. probably going about 30, 5, 40 on the highway. Yeah. It was nice. Yeah, on know, 20? Yeah, on 20 there, yeah. yeah. I know when I pulled up, I told you that, you know the barren field next to us was just so thirsty man and it's so good to see the river just drinking it up
1: oh i know it i know it. it's it been pretty pretty dry
0: so what's the summer looking like uh as far as so what do we have Ben? i guess technically two more months of summer as it would be 100 degree days water probably what 80s 90s at least
1: man i don't know once it hits september one i start looking at it like it's fall okay it's still really really hot but it kicks off all the hunting uh starting with dove season and then archery and then rolling to deer turkey quail ducks um get a little bit of break at the new year and then we roll straight into spring turkey and uh, yeah the september one kind of kicks off the whole fall hunting season for me even though the temperature doesn't say it right um just the i guess the outdoor activities do so, where
0: does the fishing take? Uh, do, you know, does fishing take a back seat?
1: No, it doesn't take a back seat until usually around, I don't know, December, January. But with the state releasing trout all over the place, I think they've got over 100 locations statewide that they release at. We've started to do guide services on some of the local rivers that have stocked trout, which is pretty fun.
0: When do they do that?
1: Uh, usually the one week after Thanksgiving or the first week in December.
0: Okay, and then again after the first of the year for memory service? There's
1: going to be a handful of stockings that happen, um, I don't know, every three weeks or 30 days, uh, depending on the location.
0: You know, I haven't haven't fished um, since they've stocked, man, probably since I was a kid with my dad, way, way back, way, uh, easily 20 plus years. So I have no idea. What size fish are they releasing?
1: Uh, website says 9 to 12. <clears throat> Depending on who's paying for the fish, sometimes the city uh, themselves will will purchase uh, fish from the fishery, and they might buy them, you know, by the pound or by the inch. The state typically releases nine to twelve inch fish, though.
0: Water keepers, nine to twelve. All of it. Yeah,
1: they don't have. They're not going to live once the water temps get up above seventy. They're just not going to make it. Um, And so it's I think five bag limit a day. Catch what I mean. You keep everything that you catch, uh, and that's it.
0: I found that really beneficial as a kid. Like, I enjoyed it the few times I did it. Mm-hmm. I think especially, uh, you know, as we progress, <clears throat> uh, as the world keeps going around, thankfully. Uh, but it is so much more important even now. You know, I'm excited to see that keep going yeah. and to figure out how I fit into that equation to help keep it going. Oh, yeah.
1: You know. Yeah, we've, we've uh, they've been doing it for years, and they were doing it when we were back in college. And we kind of, we initially poked fun at it. We're like, ah, oh, they're fake trout, you know what's the big deal don't care i I just don't care it's a bait fisherman sport no big deal and kind of wrote it off because i would never had we'd caught them before and cooked them and i just i didn't enjoy the taste as much they seem a little bit mushier and you'll hear that some but this last year me and my good friend justin keller and shannon mcbrayer went out caught a handful and keller told me he had an electric smoker so we ended up kind of cold smoking a bunch of these stalker trout and made the most fabulous trout dip and so there's no this year i'm not holding back i'm not nothing will get released the state says i can't do it anyway but nothing's going to get released we're keeping every single stalker trout that we get and we're going to have a pile i mean a four foot tall mound of smoked trout dip by the time the season's over
0: my mouth is watering ben oh my that gosh. sounds awesome what do you throw in that just just give us the basics. <clears throat> i don't
1: even remember i think it's like cream cheese mayonnaise smoked trout chives you know
0: love tom yeah
1: yeah yeah not a lot to it there's really nothing to it and even just picking that stuff right off the bones yeah it's so good i love it man yeah
0: absolutely well, i'm excited to hear that uh you know so talking about the whenever i think about them releasing trout uh, and various things in the state my mind automatically goes to the kids man like again kind of oh. as i alluded to earlier how important i uh, how happy i am to see this go on you know from not only my kids but the community and various and all the communities um it's the kids, man. I think it's awesome to get kids out there, get them fishing. Um, you know, a lot of them are. I, I would guess, you know, back in my day, most everybody was a conventional tackle. I guess you could say, mm-hmm. but now you're seeing some hybrids and a lot more attention towards the fly fishing side, which is where, uh, if I'm not mistaken, you kind of find your home.
1: That's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. And the more kids we can get out there, the better. It's um, the the trout releasing is cool because we can't all we can't all make it up to Colorado and New Mexico and and some of that better better trout country, but. Uh, it helps kind of break up the winter time, and, and I remember as a kid doing it a little bit and um, having a pretty good time. So I'm i'm very grateful that the state's doing it and i think that's the whole intent is just to get people out and get them fishing
0: yeah get them out and get them fishing you know it's primarily around here's a lot of bass uh, so when you hear the word trout you obviously ears obviously perk up yeah you texas know, trout doesn't make sense it doesn't make sense mm-hmm. and it shouldn't uh but it does and that's that's why we love it you know oh, yeah. so i'm really excited about to see where that continues to go and just see more anglers getting out there and just uh what do you call it uh, fly curious
1: that's right Absolutely. we're trying to we're trying to convert those fly curious
0: most definitely man i really like that. Um, you know, so with everything, uh, what do you guys have, with everything going on, what does Fatty's fall look like? Uh, last, I think, during the, uh, the whole COVID, uh, earlier this year, y'all did a social distancing tournament. Mm-hmm. Is there any aspirations to continue that into the fall? or Because uh, I know there's a lot of engagement, and it seemed very well received. Oh, uh, yeah. So what's the game plan?
1: The game plan is, uh, historically, we've done something called the Cowtown Carp Classic. It was part of a three-stop tournament for carp on the fly only. Uh, First stop was the escarpment in Houston, hosted by Bayou City Angler. The second stop was escarpment hosted by Action Angler in New Braunfels off River Road. And then the third and final stop in championship round was hosted in Fort Worth at Texas Outdoors by us. And uh, the nice folks over there, Robert Cantrell has been very, very beneficial to that program. Um, But given our current environment, we felt like it might be best uh, to do another virtual tournament. Uh, I know the other two tournaments couldn't do it this year. it's it's been a strange year um but we're gonna keep doing it but we're it's this year it's just the fatties carp classic um it's all online it's nationwide anybody can sign up for it um and it's going to be cash pot prizes and gift cards because i know a lot of folks are still a little bit hesitant to uh venture out and hit some of the retail shops
0: you know if i may uh it's interesting because everybody's still out there fishing um, oh yeah just more than ever if not more yeah but there's still this uh, illusion that we can't all you know get together and have and have a uh, I guess a regular tournament so to speak so i'm happy to see you guys making the adjustments where you know where you can but uh more importantly i'm happy just to see people out there mm-hmm. i'm happy to hear about them out there uh you know just go on and get on about it
1: yeah and, it, and it's tough because we i mean one of the big the big benefits of having the cowtown carp classic and having it in fort worth at texas outdoors is that you got a lot of fellowship there's not a ton of carp anglers out there and it is growing but um you get to see some guys that maybe you hadn't seen since the last tournament it's just a it's a big gathering of you know the carp guys that are chasing carp on the fly are a different breed and and to get them all in one room for you know 24 48 hours is something special and so we're sad uh but we feel like given the current circumstances it would probably make more sense to go virtual
0: no absolutely um you know back uh, just to touch on the carp real quick so i had a guy call me uh earlier right before i was getting ready to close up the shop uh and I'd seen him down at one of the local fishing holes that I like to hit there in Weatherford. Uh, and we were just talking about uh, just things in general. He'd called up to see if we had a particular thing. And we, he asked me where i had been fishing lately. I asked him the same. Did you tell him? Uh, well, that's, what, <laughs> that's why I said what I said is I asked him the same. And I proceeded to have him tell me before I told him. Sure. And so he told me and uh, he said he came up on a nice little uh, area that, with some carp. Mm-hmm. And he was excited to see them, but he could not figure out how to catch them beast that's exactly what he said he said mm-hmm. man i could see them. they could see me they were content just to be there mm-hmm. i could put it right on top of them and they wouldn't touch it yep. what do we do for brandon how do we help him oh man can we help him
1: you can help him there's a ton of resources out there uh kirk Dieter wrote a book uh called i think it's just called carp on the fly and that was my carp bible when i first i had the same experience that he did I rolled up on them and thought, man, I got to get these guys. And I'd cast and cast and cast and nothing. And finally, started doing some research. And I got online, ordered the book, uh, read it five times, I bet. And um, that's number one. Number two is just understanding uh, what flies you need. And that's kind of where we we can come in. We do offer a cart box, but if you can read at least Kirk Dieter's book uh, or any of the online resources, they'll tell you what bugs you need to throw. um, And because I'm such a carp freak. Uh oh.
0: Sorry, folks. Man, so we've done this once before, Ben. Uh, we talked a little bit about the, uh, about, we've talked a little bit about a, a lot of things. Uh, <laughs> one thing I enjoyed from you was uh, discussing the BRA. Mm hmm. Fun fact that I found today was the BRA was created by the Texas legislature in 1929 mm-hmm. and was the first state in the United States. Specifically, for developing and managing the water resources of an entire river basin.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think a lot of things when I read that. Mm-hmm. The first thing I think is, wow, cool. The second thing, I think is, how is there a group of people wait a minute in charge <laughs> of developing and managing the water resources of an entire river basin? A state-owned entity yes paid for by
1: tax dollars by the tax dollars it's interesting
0: it is very interesting uh again i like it um it works in in parts but i just found it interesting for the developing and management Blah 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 Mm -hmm. i guess what i'm trying to get to ben is that it always jogs my mind or something pokes me in a different part of the brain that we think that there's a group of people that can be entrusted with a commodity as it's viewed now and that it's not going to somehow go through its own challenges yeah. at some point in time well, they all do absolutely so I, so i looked up uh you know the bra um.com and learned some cool things i would never done it before um, i usually just hit up my water savvy friends like you hey what's the river flow cool what's that doing um <laughs> it does have some cool resources on there yep. um so without just you know beating a dead horse uh what can the BRA do for your average angler? Why should they even engage with them? What do they need to know about them? Um, how are they engaged with them without knowing it?
1: The cool thing about the BRA is you can reach out and talk to them. And I found the most effective way to do that, honestly, is through social media. Um, and it's very quick, it's very efficient, doesn't bog up the phone system, nothing like that. And they're very straightforward and they've always been pretty open with their answers. I I think I told you last time we talked about it I don't know I don't have the degree in or the background or the education or experience to to make any strong um, assumptions or accusations about their their day-to-day practices however there's a ton of river systems across the country that are managed in a very similar fashion Um, so it's nothing terribly new it's just part of development and that's understandable and and I I know you read uh, I think you read uh, "Good Body of River," the John Gray's book. I did. Okay, right. So uh, those that don't know, that's a, it's a fabulous read, especially from the the Brazos River Valley, or the whole river basin. But it it talks about uh, a guy and his dog taking a canoe down the river, one last time before they dam it up between. Oh shoot, is it Pk and Whitney? Is that right?
0: Don't give me to line Ben. I'm sorry. I weird. know. I
1: hadn't read it in a long time, but it's a it's a great read. And so now, on all these. Um, iconic historic spots uh, we've got some dams and it's i think again just part of development but um and we try to stay in the good graces with the bra but um i think your what was your original question
0: man it was just kind of about um how can the average how can your how can your everyday joe engage with them and why do they need to
1: what's important they need to engage to with them because of, of their safety okay. num- number one um, number two if you watch the BRA's website, they tell you what the flow rate is, and the flow rate dictates the fishing all throughout the Brazos Valley, all along the Brazos River chain system. So for the average angler, I guess, again, number one is safety. Number two is getting the river flows, but they're, they're one and the same. Um, I've got an app that tells me uh, and, and sends me a notification when certain sections of the rivers hit certain levels. One, because I know the fishing turns on at, at this dam when the flow is going X. And I know at this other Dam, when it's flowing 400, the fishing's going to be fantastic. Um, but second, I need to know if it's flowing 11,000 uh, so I can schedule for our, our guide trips and, and just keep people safe because it is important. We've lost a lot of people over the years on the Brazos this year uh, alone. I can think of five or six um, that, that really were unnecessary, that could have been avoided. And it was, um, it, you know, people's hearts, I think, were in the right place. They're wanting to get out and they're wanting to, to enjoy their surroundings and take advantage of this beautiful resource but they weren't well prepared for it and one of the best things that you can do is go to the bra's website check the flows see what's safe and what's not and if they don't find what they're looking for there go to facebook send them a message and they will write back to you almost immediately and um, and let you know what the situation is and they always on facebook they always tell you when it's not safe so it's a it's a very very valuable resource
0: you know, one of the reasons I brought it up was not to beat on them or come out of the shoot. You know, uh, swinging punches. Um, I think it is a va- it obviously is a valuable resource. Uh, it's something I don't know much, all, uh, much about at all, uh, but that I feel as though I need to. But also to let other people know that there are resources out there for you. They—they <laughs> they are in your favor. Um, they are—they are there because of you. And so you should definitely reach out with any questions, comments, rude remarks, concerns, any of those things. Um, That's what they're there for is to answer those questions Mm -hmm. and to help provide clarity um, and just be a part of the community that they serve also. So I want to throw that in there because I felt like it kind of came out swinging. Uh, But it definitely wasn't the intention because I know they catch a lot of flack. And I certainly don't want to.
1: They've got a lot of responsibilities. Right. I mean, they really do. Because it
0: is a government agency. So, of course. And they, they do a, a
1: good job at trying to get some community engagement going and, and primarily safety of people. Um, please come utilize this resource, but be safe while you're doing it, I think is one of their big messages. And um, they do a pretty good job. You know, one thing that we talked
0: that we touched on last time that I do want to bring up again because I found it uh, very interesting was the uh, – <clears throat> so there was a fatties, uh, fatty story on Instagram, uh, and there was just a body of uh, – body of water with floating bodies of fish on top of it mm-hmm. and i wanted to i wanted to make sure that we talked some more about that um can you explain that some more why did that happen what's that about is it going to happen again um why
1: that's tough and it's uh, the the issue i think with it we, we a friend of mine you know, jp and i were making a run at the brazos um at, i guess it was mid-summer mid to Fishing had been pretty good. Uh, we had a, an unseasonably wet year. Um, the flows were great. Striper fishing was really, really good. And that's what we, we primarily target with the guide business in the springtime and, and early summer. And so JP and I were doing a little scouting and ran up towards the dam. And as we got around the last turn before we got to the dam, um, we saw white everywhere. And, and typically, when they turn the dam on and they bump the flows, you'll get a bunch of that foam. Uh, it's just part of of water churning on water it creates oxygen and it makes this foam that floats down and they bumped the flows up uh, unbeknownst to us that morning and but we could hear it so we assumed that's what was going on as we got closer it was just it wasn't foam it was just dead striper belly up just floating hundreds upon hundreds of them Um, and i got mad you know i got real mad and because it's our river system, and, and uh, it means a lot to me, and it's it's a valuable resource uh, for our guide business and for the, the health of the company and, and the longevity of my family. And I got upset, and, and so I reached out to them, and they had a great answer. I mean, they had a spot-on answer. It's a non-native fish, number one. Above all else, it's a non-native fish. It's not protected. It's not, I mean, it's got limits on, on harvesting, but it's not something that needs to be as heavily protected as say the Guadalupe bass and that makes sense and the second point was listen we had enough rain this year that the lake we were fishing behind could have emptied and filled up twice that's a ton of flow meaning most of those fish that we got and that we were chasing and the ones that ended up dying uh, came from way upstream third point there's plenty more downstream that didn't get killed. Also a good point. Um, there's deeper pockets down river. Not all those fish are up at the dam. What I got aggravated about still is that below that dam, and I hope I don't butcher the terminology, but there's what they call a stilling basin, and it, it ends up acting inadvertently as a trap. So... When the flows are good these fish all make a run up to the dam because the oxygen is good that's where the bait fish are that's where they're feeding at that's where they're breeding at that's where the action's at what happened is temperatures rose they needed to dial back on the the flows out of the dam to keep lake reservoirs level i think this one keeps it at 692.9 692.7 and they shut it off very very abruptly And then the temperatures got to the high 90s and all these big, beautiful, fat, double-digit striper got stuck in the stilling basin and couldn't get out. So hundreds of fish stuck in a very small space, sitting in the sun, they just got cooked. And then, apparently it happened the day before that next morning, it was noticed, the flows got bumped up to, I think 1200 or something and pumped all those fish out, sent them downstream they shut off the flow again and when they did um all the territory that we cover with our guide service uh, the majority of it anyhow was littered with dead fish bank to bank all the sandbars and it's hard it's hard to enjoy a natural resource when it's littered with dead fish it really is and it's it's something that we can't take clients to it's just not acceptable if you're going to pay money for a good guided trip, we're not going to take you where it's littered with dead fish. We just can't do it. And so it was a little bit aggravating. Um, and I felt like we probably could have dialed back a little bit easier. Again, I don't know how the dam works. I don't know the processes. I don't know what obligations the BRA has. I don't know what standards they adhere to. Um, all I know is I felt like there was a better way to get down to the low flow that we needed because of the circumstances the weather the lack of rain everything else i felt like there was a better way to mitigate the loss of uh, a pretty valuable resource uh, just a, you know not even a valuable resource it's just part of that river system and it's a shame to see that many go like that so yeah. um i don't ever want to get on bad graces with the bra they do a lot of good stuff 100 percent. they really do and the folks there I, i've met plenty of them and they're nice folks I just feel like sometimes there's a way that we could, um, again, don't know how the dam works. I don't know what the increments of flow are that they can pinch down at a time. All I know is when you shut the water off that fast and it's that hot outside and those fish are relying on it, you're going to kill them all.
0: Right. Just kind of common knowledge, I guess, at that point. I don't know if it's it's that common. Well, it sounds as though the aquatic life comes secondary, mm -hmm. if that.
1: At a thirty thousand foot view, yes, but I'm sure. Sh- like I say, I don't know what all goes. I know in. it,
0: man, and I'm not trying to. You I'm know. not trying to do that to you. I promise. I'm just thinking well, my thoughts. These
1: guys are doing great with public education and community engagement, and they're doing trash pickups and they're doing a lot of good stuff, and they're taking care of the lake and the, and they're taking care of buoys, and they've got a lot of BS that they got to deal with. So right. I don't. I don't want to hanging them out to dry, I just feel like there's a, a better way for us to achieve the same end goal. Absolutely. Um, without, and maybe that takes us. Without the loss.
0: You know, as a community and as concerned individuals. It you know? might. And it's not even about raising a stink. It's just about getting out there and doing something. No. You
1: know? I, yeah, it, I don't. It's just doing, you, just you doing your me. part, picking know. up
0: the trash. No,
1: you know me. I, the last thing I want is a stink.
0: That's right. Uh, unless it's bait.
1: Right. Well, not even then. I don't mess with it. I was telling my friend Keller just the other day, I don't mess with that stuff.
0: I heard you saying something about maybe tossing a little gravy train off the, uh, off the dock there later.
1: See, you're going to get me in trouble. See, I've been doing, um, we've got a little house on, on the lake, and uh, my friend Shannon Mike helped me put together a fish feeder, and so we've been getting these fish trained up so when my niece and nephew can come over, uh, they have you know, something to catch. i got some local fish here, and I think I've ended up getting more enjoyment out of it than anybody else. niece and nephew hadn't even been here yet, but we've been absolutely slaying the carp and catfish.
0: but there is a niece and nephew right there yeah i actually have one Uh, okay
1: it's just uh we're all friends here oh yeah 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 but uh yeah i one time i was fishing on the i I say that because i was like i was fishing on the guard one time with a spin cast reel wearing a big fatty's hat and have this big red beard and it's it's unmistakable and so (laughs) one of the guys was rowing by one of the local guides and i'd met him before at grtu and stuff and he goes hey man and I got the spinning rod in my hands and I own a fly fishing company and I was like oh man I'm busted drop it.
0: Just no. drop it no I
1: know I was good I just kept going but I'd been fishing with my fly rod and I was taking mom fishing she'd been catching a ton of fish on a little rooster tail and she's like you got to get in on this so she handed me the rod and it couldn't have been worse timing but um, <laughs> I was so embarrassed he's like you getting your guide season kicked off and I was like no I'm not love it fishing with my mom
0: I love man. Is there anything better? than No,
1: it was fabulous. It was just between
0: uh, fishing with a family, uh, like your mom, your dad, oh yeah, your wife, your husband, your kids. It doesn't get any better. No, doesn't uh-uh. matter where you are at, what you're doing, what you're catching.
1: Doesn't get any better. It's just, I felt funny wearing a fatty's hat and a fatty sh- fly fishing shirt, being a fly fishing guy sitting there with a spin cast reel, throwing the Abu <laughs> Garcia,
0: just right out there, trying to guide everybody. And yeah. it probably was slinging wrist yeah. tails. Yes yes, yes, yes,
1: it was. And we caught a bunch of fish. <laughs> you know
0: i i heard you mention about uh, whenever we were discussing our, our previous topic and fatty's guide service uh can you talk to me some more about the guide service and what you could so obviously we um we as in lone star dry goods and our uh and our customers know about fatty's on the uh on the fly side on the uh, tying of the fly side but there's yeah. also a fatty's guide company yeah
1: that's correct yeah we started it a year and a half two years ago um my wife, Jericho, and I are based here in Granbury, Texas, so we started running the bulk of our guide trips out of here on the Brazos, uh, the Paluxy, Squaw Creek Lake, Wheeler Branch, uh, any of the feeder creeks that go into it, and we've got a, a pretty deep roster guys that can, they can get you on the water all across the state, also Oklahoma, Colorado, and New Mexico um so we incorporated the guide business just to kind of help fill the the gaps Um, and i've got a passion for it i've always had a passion for taking people fishing but wanting to guide my whole life and hell even before jericho and i got married we were still dating and i said uh, so baby one of these days i i I was at the time a corporate guy and i said uh, one of these days i'm gonna throw my hands up i said i'm good at corporate but i really don't care for it and if you're okay with me being a fishing guide you know probably not making too terribly much money and uh spending a lot of time on the water uh, it, that's kind of where i'm headed and i don't know if it's going to be two months or two years or 20 years i said but it, it i can tell you it's going to happen and i said if you're in that you know let's keep dating that'd be great if you're not let me know now we'll just cut the deal off and she thank goodness that i'm in 110 percent so um, I knew I had her support when we started uh introducing that and it's been a, a very very valuable asset to the company and um helped us and helped our growth quite a bit and for me personally I just I love getting people out on the water um and it's probably selfish but I love being the guy that shows them and gets to share that experience for the first time as I remember it when I my cousin showed me when I was a little kid um, had a fly fish and the first time it all came together the cast the fly selection and catching that fish landing that fish picture with that fish um I, it was an unforgettable experience and so i'm privileged to get to do that on a pretty regular basis
0: man i absolutely love that yeah i didn't know that
1: part it's selfish that. but it's a it's a good feeling it's it, honest though isn't it well i didn't realize how selfish it was to you asked me about it but yeah it's <laughs>
0: All right, starting to sound like my
1: ex-wife, man. No. Uh, if we can move on <laughs> down the road here, no, no, I just I had never thought about it before, and I was like, "This is." I really like doing it, so maybe that makes me. I don't know. Yeah,
0: I like it. Makes you. It makes you a guide Yeah, no kidding. Makes you a guide Well, man, so I touched on it briefly as far as fatties and how we initially um, have the relationship of through the tying of flies. Uh, can you talk to us about the fly box, the subscriptions, uh, the proper bass box, just fatties on the fly, man.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So fatties, uh, originally started as a monthly subscription service. Um, we'd had, I had been a member of a a different subscription service in the past and I was getting flies that weren't specific. They weren't dialed in enough to one, my target species or the time of year. Um, so when we came up with Fetters and the Fly, one of the, our, our main goals was to be able to offer region, season, and species-specific flies to our customers, no matter where they live at, any time of year. Um, and so that's what we've been focusing on, uh, primarily with our, our subscription service. Uh, you can do it monthly, quarterly, semi-annually, or just a one-time box. Um, but the website's set up so that you can go in and really dial in exactly what you're looking for whether you want to be chasing trout in Colorado or carp in Texas or redfish off the coast or you got a trip to Florida it doesn't matter we've got a deep roster of professional fly fishing guides that advises us every single month on what flies we need for different regions of the country and um, I absolutely love it you know you know that feeling you've been on a guided trip I have not I kicked around with you okay so I was guided. Well, I hope you had the same experience. But I've been on on a handful of guided trips. You know trips. what,
0: Ben? I have. I've been on a offshore. Mm-hmm. I've done an offshore guide, and okay. we caught um, the nastiest. Is it black fin tuna? So there's. I, don't know. I think there's yellow, blue, and black. Whatever the worst of that species is, that's what we
1: caught, and we caught a ton of it. So yes, I have been on a guided <laughs> trip. Okay, well, the, there's a feeling that you get. Yeah, there was. Well, there's there's a feeling you get when things aren't going right and your guide says hey sling that rod over here he pulls his fly box open kind of thumbs through it takes your fly off grabs a freshie, puts it on there you pitch it out and he says hey give this a try you pitch it out and boom you're in the fish and i've had that with friends before too my friend keller there he you know we've been fishing at pk he's tearing them up i'm not catching a thing and he walks over to me and he goes hey man the pink lady. This is what you need. It's an all-pink all clouser um, of sorts. I won't give it all away, but um, he hands that to me, and it's a game-changer, right? And so, it, again, I guess it's selfish again. That's all I'm looking for is that self-satisfaction, that great <laughs> feeling that you get. you get. But that feeling when a buddy says, hey, give this a whirl, or your guide says, hey, th- give this a whirl, and it works. Right. And oh, my gosh. It's just, it changes the whole day, the whole mood, the atmosphere, everything. And so that's one of the main goals with this business is to be to give that feeling every month when you get your box in the mail. We want you to open it up and go, oh, that's what I need. That's right. And take it to the water, catch fish, and, and feel good about it and have confidence in us and that we know what we're doing.
0: You know, one of the things I like most about it is you and, and Zach, mm-hmm. you pick these four with your anglers in mind. Oh, yeah. That's a beautiful thing, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that is no different than having somebody pick out your produce having your floors pick out your flowers it's no different yeah somebody has paid f- you know so it's... with me coming from a restaurant background that's thoughtfully so my whole thing used to be thoughtfully prepared food right mm-hmm. so just do it to the best of your ability less is more and have some love and thought behind it and the time the appropriate amount of time it takes to get it to where its final home is to know that that exists in the fly fishing world that you guys are not only do you give a damn but you're you're putting your best foot forward, yeah,
1: for your friends every single time. For your friends, it feels good, it, man. It it is good, and it's it, it's that whole idea of getting those fly carriers to, to switch over because it can be an intimidating process. And if you know there's a there's a crew out there that's hey man, I got what you need, and it's just to get you there. Absolutely, All we're trying to do is help get you on the water and go experience <laughs> what we've experienced for ourselves, and, and we want you to see it too. So, um, it's it's very rewarding. I know that. Thank you, Keller. Thank you, sir. Freshies.
0: It is very rewarding. Um, how people get started?
1: Uh, they go to the website. Okay. Most people get started on social media, and they see something, and they peel over to the website. And um, on the home screen, it says, I think, subscribe today or learn more. And you hit the button, and it goes, where are you fishing? And you tell them where you're fishing at. And, you know, we've got the Bible Belt, Texas, uh, Western Trout, um, a handful of other spots so he tells where you're fishing at and he goes, okay, I know where you're at now what are you fishing for? and so like for the state of Texas alone we've got a largemouth bass box a striper box a panfish box a carp box, a trash fish box a hill country box that'll include trout during the winter months and smallies and guads and anything else you want to chase during the summer months and spring months and then uh, salt Yes, I think that rounds it out. That's seven. So for the state of Texas alone, we've got seven different subscription options that you can dial in to what you're chasing.
0: How fun is it to pick these out?
1: That's a blast. Well, Be- I get to talk to my buddies every month and go, Hey boys, what, what are they doing in Montana? What's happening in Colorado? And what imagine, are we doing in Florida?
0: I imagine there's a lot of hands-on. Oh yeah. That needs to happen.
1: Well, it's, me and, it's me and Zach and that's it. I love it. It's I've got my, 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 uh, basically my advisory board our roster of guides say all right right now this is what's working if you're going to be fishing tailwaters in the western trout states here's what you need to have on hand and we can't pick every single thing there's a hatch going on every single day and they change constantly but we get you everything that you're going to need to catch fish in your water right now and that's it that's the whole goal We'll give you a sticker, maybe a koozie every now and again, but it's not a fly of the month club. We're not going to just give you whatever we've got laying around. It's a thoughtfully curated box that's been designed and dialed in by professional fly fishing guides all across the country. And it's a very, very cool group to be a part of and to to gather their knowledge and to be able to put that in a a box for our customers or friends now. Um, It feels good.
0: You know, I find more and more people coming in, um, not only at, so at Lone Star Dry Goods, not only are we having more and more individuals on a daily basis come in, either asking for fatties on the fly by name, uh, asking uh, what all fly fishing gear we have, uh, just even how they can get started. And And I'm excited by that because that's not something that... So there is a very strong community uh, of fly fishers out in Parker County. I, I, I feel comfortable saying that. However they kind of fly under the radar Mm -hmm. and so when you have something that appeals to a group of individuals that were previously um, that there just wasn't anybody out there for them necessarily Mm -mm. uh, it's a beautiful thing you know they found that they almost use that as a sanctuary you know they'll come and they'll want to know what you and I last talked about um, because they know our relationship and things like that and they'll share stories with me and in turn Mm -hmm. I you know I'll share them with you and vice versa on down the road so I'm very excited you know whenever we were introduced to fatties on the fly and uh and you guys decided to join the family you know from there so it was flies you know the uh, the proper boxes mm-hmm. and then we had an anniversary party and you guys ki- you guys came in and did a meet and greet and people got to know you know your faces know your product hear your story which was amazing we did a fly tying uh one time you sat up mm-hmm. in the front we're tying flies there at the front of the shop and it just keeps growing and growing and now you know now we're starting to carry um, we're getting ready to start carrying some some different outfits from orvis to help get people on the water so that, you know we've got the flies uh you know we carry the apparel and so we figured we need to get these people on the water from a to b mm-hmm. and if there's a gap in between that we can you know whenever life happens we can help get them back on the water faster um, and it's just great to see that community going and know that you don't have to go to a outdoor retailer or a specific place like you can just come to Willow Park or Abilene and you can just talk to regular people about some regular things. Yeah. And we're just going to tell you the truth is at least the best that we know it. Yeah. Uh, and I like that because it's very and that's my whole goal from being on the retail side and coming from a restaurant background is to make things approachable and make them uh, just comfortable. Mm. Even if neither one of us knows what we're talking about, we are damn sure <laughs> going to feel comfortable in our own non sense and i think it's important though for people to ha- to not feel intimidated regardless right. of what they're after or their purchase there's nothing worse Ben, in my opinion as a consumer of made feeling like you're um like you're an idiot you know because you don't know the words and if you do know them god forbid somebody ask you what they mean right. you know we can just talk about the things and so that was exciting from bringing you guys on to see the group that came out as mm-hmm. a response to that
1: well I'm, I'm glad to hear that and that was one of the main goals you know we fatty's has a subscription business and then the Kind of the second arm of of Fatties is the guide business. And the third arm is the retail space, and that's where guys like Lone Star Dry Goods comes in. And it gives us the ability to put flies and gear in the hands of folks in rural communities that don't have the opportunity to run to um, some of our partners like Orvis Fort Worth or Texas Outdoors or Backwoods. Um, Now, here's the kicker. Fatties on the Fly gives you everything you need that month, every single month you might find a favorite fly in there. And that's why we have partners like Lone Star, and Backwoods, and whoever else, because we encourage um, this fly fishing community to reach out and connect with each other. There's just a ton of great knowledge out there, and there's a ton of great people that are willing uh, to help you and educate you if you don't know anything. Fatty's is a way for you to get there. Um, so you can't say I gave you your new favorite bass popper one month you caught your personal best bass he's four pounds who cares how big it was it was your personal best. it doesn't matter but that's your fly it's your new confidence fly we don't offer a a a service through our website or or anywhere where you can just buy one one of our flies off the site we we encourage you and that's why we partner with retail shops like you Joel, is that we encourage you folks to go out uh, visit our partners and if you do need more of that flyer it is your favorite fly, whatever the case may be that you buy it from them as they're getting it from us and it's helping us grow and it's just um the more that we can ingrain ourselves in this fly fishing community um and be less of a standalone island i think the better we are and there's a lot of opportunities for for companies like fatties and lone star to grow together and um, again very appreciative of you guys business but uh, there's a nice segue for me to wrap up the third leg of what fatties does and
0: no 100 percent, man you know it's interesting that you talk about the single fly you know if there's one that you really like and i don't know that he's called you yet but you know so our buddy grant ingram uh Mm give me a shot me a text uh i guess about a week and a half ago and was what's your favorite uh who's tying your favorite hopper Mm -hmm. you know so immediately i go to my box and i start looking around and, uh, and I look at, I forget what the, all the names of them are now, but I, but I jumped on the Orvis website and I picked out a few of them and circled those and those. And then I, you know, I was like, Hey man, reach out to Ben, reach out to Ben, you know, cause I have some of your hoppers. Most of mine though, that I have from fatties, as God is my witness. If I had my fly box here, I'd certainly open it. Most of mine are unrecognizable because they've just <laughs> been just chewed up. They've been chewed up, spit out, hated on, taken <laughs> down to the depths of the water, uh, They've been used and abused, and yeah. they're in need of some love. Good, that is good, and yeah. it's, it, and I love that about them. Uh, and I'm not chatting, you yeah. I mean, that is the god honest truth. If I had my Orvis box here, Ben, I would sure, yeah. sure as a night turns the day, open it up, and you would see yeah. that I'm not that I'm not fooling. But oh, I was like, no, yeah. you're not. But and I said you need to reach out to Ben. I can I can shoot you his number or hit him up. What I told him was, or you can hit him up on their social media. He's the only one that runs it. Yeah. It's like so you're gonna get
1: Ben. Yeah, it doesn't matter what avenue you go through; it all comes back to me. And but. the
0: beautiful thing is though that. There's an individual that can reach out to a a company and say, hey, what hoppers are you tying? And you're going to respond.
1: And
0: you're going to respond and you're going to get them tied up and you're going to get them fixed. Mm -hmm. If you're, you know social media uh, one of these other companies, I don't know that you're going to get an immediate response, uh, or even a timely response. And I don't know that they're going to tie you one singular fly for where you're at or even six of them. Right. Um, so that's a beautiful thing, man. That's that customer service. That's that favorite donut shop. That's that favorite barbecue space. That's that thing. Yep. And I think it's amazing.
1: Thank you. You're like, well, you're I very welcome, it.
0: Ben. Where can people find you? Uh,
1: life in general, life in general, uh, Typically on the banks of the Brazos or Lake Granbury.
0: Okay. And as far as the interwebs?
1: The interwebs uh, Facebook, Instagram, and fattiesonthefly.com. F A T T I E S. What is your Instagram? At Fatties on the Fly. And the guide company is at Fatties Guide, at company? Fatties guide Co. At Fatties Fly Co. Just doing the, all the things. Yeah, it's too much. I got to dial back. There's too much of it. I can't do it all. All right, Mr. Ben, so I shot you a
0: fair warning and said uh, we're going to do some hot questions.
1: Are we there? We're there.
0: Are you kidding me? Last book you read, cover to cover. Goodbye to River. Tex-Mex or barbecue? Tex-Mex. It's easy. Kayak or canoe? Depends on the water. How do you like your steak? Burned to a crisp or bloody as hell? That's my only two options.
1: It's on the, it's on the bloody side. If you say medium, if you say medium. No, 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 if you no, say no, medium, no, It's on the it. bloody side, but I'm not like cut his horns off, wipe his butt and throw him on the plate. Like I I, I like a little sear to it, all but right, all right. it's it got to be bloody in the middle. Favorite all-purpose rod weight. Four. Fresh water. Six. You nailed it, killer. Bacon or sausage. Ooh, see, that's tough. Sausage. There's so many varieties. Oh, my gosh. The answer was both. Thank, that's an option? Or yes. it's Yes. Amer- ben, it's America. Yeah, okay, thank you. Yes, sir. Right now, bacon. But this fall, it'll be venison sausage and, and uh, the chorizo's always on the menu. Always on the menu.
0: Ooh, took a left turn on me, man. I, Tacos I, campechanos I you know, every month, yes. Mm, I love it, mm-hmm. I love it. Favorite place to be after a long day at the office?
1: Well, the office is the same, it's the same spot. But, yeah, especially because of the quarantine stuff, like the home office and the place i want to be at are one of the same so what's your favorite place to be after after all that yeah after here that. i don't want to go out right here with I'm, you, lady no i'm right here yeah g comes home i got the fish feeder out back i got a little boat i can fart around in and a good beautiful clear creek i can run up and yeah man i'm here
0: now, Ben, you're, you're easily six feet away from me, and that's yep. not because of coronavirus. It's because of the question I'm about to ask you. Right. in and out or Whataburger?
1: Whataburger. All right.
0: We can get closer than six For feet. now. We'll we see what that. they do. Yeah, This is true. This is true. But, yeah, we're going to go with Whataburger for now.
1: Yeah. Ben Tabor, thank yep. you so much. Thank you, Joel.
0: September is Childhood Cancer Awareness Month, and we're proud to partner with Cook Children's in their Erase Kid Cancer Campaign. All month long, we're donating 50% of our Lone Star Dry Goods hat sales back to Cook Children's. Stop in today and buy the
1: local goods that do the most good.